everyone, it's your friendly neighborhood Deadly Diva, aka Chakra Khan, aka Gundam Wing Liner, aka Code Yoko Ono, aka Full Metal Smacker Chick, and welcome to Outlaw Bars, where we talk about everything great and not so great in the world of anime. And as always, I have with me... Hey friends, that's me, Shopei, aka Yoko Ho, don't do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, y'all. It's Tam. I don't have anything snarky this week, but you know we out here. It's been a lovely two weeks since, we, since the last time we talked to you guys. And um, and in that time, um, I got to thinking, you know, between Helsing and some of the other anime that we're watching about the concept of guilty until proven innocent. We've seen this trope like a million and one times where somebody gets framed for a crime they didn't commit or something happens and like oh no you did it and he's like nah I didn't so we just want to take a little bit of time today to talk about those characters that got caught up in some nonsense so um I think that I will start with a lightweight example um if anybody remembers a little anime called Inuyasha familiar yes you have your title character Inuyasha who has been pinned to a tree by his priestess girlfriend Kikyo because Kikyo believes that he attacked her with the intent to kill her and to steal her sacred jewel. Actually, it was the series main big bad Naraku who kind of shapeshifted himself into Inuyasha and attacked Kikyo so that Kikyo would attack Inuyasha. And it took nearly till Kikyo died for him, sorry, died again for her to realize that Inuyasha wasn't the one that tried to kill her. But he spent like 50 years pinned to a tree because someone set him up. That's a lot. That that really was. And like it, he got like, he was kind of like those guys, you know, who go to jail, like when they're young, like when they're young and popping. And then when they get out, they still think that they're young and popping. <laughs> Ooh, so they still dress like they dressed in 2004, even though they got out in 2017. Oh, kind of like yes. R. Kelly, who dresses like a 14-year-old, even though he's knocking on 60. <laughs> you know what? If he could just go to jail, maybe I can understand it. Maybe. I would be kind of happy. If only. If only. So that's like my first example, because he kind of gets stuck in that moment. He's really immature, even though like he's technically, like chronologically, like grown-ass man-ish but never quite makes it because he got caught up in somebody else's scheme. Stay away from Ponzi schemes, guys. (laughs) Don't ignore the red flags. Tam's words of wisdom to you. (laughs) Um, I'm going to jump in. My example is um, Ganta from Dead Man Wonderland. Uh, I really liked this anime, even though it ended up being way more fucked up than I had expected but it was it was really good um but essentially it's about um this student ganta and he's in school uh he's you know in japan and all of a sudden he's in class and this strange person comes through the door well no he floats through the window he's like covered in blood and has like this crimson armor and basically he kills um Ganta's entire class like kills his entire class doesn't kill Ganta um instead puts like this red crystal shard in his chest 
Um, and so after the massacre, instead of like really looking into, you know, what happened, they basically just presume because he's the only one that's alive, he did it. And he ends up at the, I think it's called the Carnival Corpse, which is this, it's a prison, but it doubles as a theme park. And so, yeah, so yeah, he definitely didn't do it, you know, and it sucks because you know he didn't do, but everybody's like, eh, well, fuck it, you did it. And then I just think like, you know, maybe had they found a gun, a samurai sword on him, it would have made sense, but he's just this kid that's chilling and gets caught up in some psycho blood man's rampage and is blamed for it ends up in a prison amusement park. So way to continue to ruin the lives of children anime. Way to go. I mean, if you haven't seen Dead Man's Wonderland, it's only one season. It was on Netflix. I don't know if it's on there anymore, but it's really good if you like kind of the darker stuff and there's some good action in there. I also thought it was fucked up that this little boy was also with a bunch of grown ass people in jail but you know that's neither here nor there because how are you gonna have character development if you don't scar a child ain't that it you right that's the anime that's the anime way if it doesn't start with a massacre of some sort or you know if you don't lose your parent in the first 45 seconds of the film the disney treatment then you know how else is the child supposed to be what they're supposed to be i guess um i'm gonna slide in i I racked my brain for people who are wrongly accused. And I think maybe I just don't watch enough cool enough anime. Um, so my example is from Mori Bito. I don't know if you guys, I, I know you guys watched it, but I don't know if any of the listeners have seen it. Essentially, you have like this like young king who his um, subjects are trying to kill him. And like, he's just like a baby. They think that he is like being overtaken by like a demon or something. And essentially you get like this, this warrior, this lady who fights with like a staff who they are trying to kill and she ends up just like protecting this kid. So they try to frame her even though they're the ones who are trying to kill this little boy. And instead of her actually killing him, she's like, all right, little nigga, I don't know what the deal is with you and this alleged demon that's inside of you, but we're going to figure this out together. Um, So the entire series is her protecting him and trying to figure out the secret of like whatever the fuck is going on in there with him but just like just like in all kinds of anime it's always some intrigue right somebody who's supposed to be your friend is trying to kill you and god bless the stranger who decides that they're you know going to swoop your little dumb ass up so you don't end up getting murdered do you know who your friends are that's like a constant question in anime no you don't attack on fucking titan we're gonna get there we're gonna get there well you know i know we'll get there you know how i feel you know how I feel. But anyway, at any rate, Diva, you want to go next? <laughs> all right. So um, this is an anime that I don't think I've talked about much or at all. And it's called K. Um, so basically you have this city where like each section is run by a different king, like the red king, the blue king, the green king. And then there's like the white king who's no one has seen in a while. So the white king apparently inhabits the body of this boy Shiro. Of course, Shiro means white. And they have Shiro on tape killing a man. But it wasn't, but Shiro himself didn't actually do it. It was the spirit of the king in him who did it. But he has like all these different factions pretty much coming for his head. 
because they're like, you killed so-and-so and you're throwing off the balance of power. So now you have to die as well. And he spends an exorbitant, a ridiculous amount of time trying to clear his name when actually technically it was his body, but not his consciousness that did it. That's very complicated. You know, I started watching Kay and then I forgot about it. Maybe I should go back. I know. I just, I do that a lot. I have a lot of animes I do that with. It's not that they're bad or anything. I just life, but I think it's still on my queue. So maybe I should go back and watch That's that. fucking scary. Yeah. Um, you could just be my That's all of us though. Like, but that's kind of like Tim's thing, like where the kid is minding his own business and some fucking, you know, murderous ghost floats in there and fucks some shit up. And now it's like, well, you're the only person who's present. Like, how are you just minding your own business and a murder king decides to jump in your body and now you're responsible? <laughs> but at least in this case, like they have the boy on tape committing the crime. And, and you don't know. He's yeah. just, he's just right. there. And then in like, K, you don't know that it's not his... You can say, like, that's like saying, oh, I wasn't in my right mind when I did what I did, even though you have me on camera and the proof is there. Dead Man's Wonderland, there was no proof. It was just this, the one boy up against all these adults who are just like, fuck it, you did it. And he's like, no, there was some red demon man that did it. And they're like, oh, 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 LOL (laughs) guy. Like, like of course there was. Yeah, I'm sure. That's a likely cover story, motherfucker. Like, that was fucked up. <laughs> All right, let's just take yeah. your ass to jail, you little murderous bastard. Exactly. Um, the next one I have was from a race. I think I had mentioned this before, um, but that was when we were doing like the weird relationships episode. Um, but Erased, if you haven't seen it, it's really good. It's kind of... It's not dark. Well, no, it is dark, but it's not scary dark. It's just like kind of really sad. But um, it's a uh, the guy. Oh God, I just forgot his name. Saturo. Yes, Saturo Fujinuma uh, is a kind of a waste man a little bit. He works at a pizza store, but he wants to be a manga artist. Um, but he has this ability that can send him back in time a few moments before life-threatening incidents and so he kind of when these things when he can get these flashes he'll go back and then he'll stop the incident um anyway he ends up stopping one of these incidents was which was a car crash he ends up getting hit by a car and so as a result his mother comes to stay with him for a little bit while he's getting better um and as it so happens i don't want to give the whole thing away Uh, there was a murder that had happened when he was a kid about like all these kids were disappearing. Um, and there was a serial killer that was targeting children and he was asking his mom about it. And his mom actually witnessed, um, a child that was about to get abducted, but the guy saw her looking at him. And so he stopped, he stopped, he didn't end up taking the girl. So anyway, um, Satoru, he goes out with his coworker. He's hanging out with her comes home, finds his mother dead in his apartment and his neighbor comes and sees him covered with blood. And so it's like, well, clearly you're covered with blood. You did it. And so he's running from the cops because everyone thinks he did it. But um, all the trauma from the event of seeing his mom dead makes him go back 
18 years in the past um so then he like ends up trying to solve the murders like the disappearances of these kids but essentially in the present everyone thinks that he killed his mom so he's also trying to prevent his mom's death because he realizes the two are connected so yeah so giving you some time travel spicy action in there and what's interesting when he goes back he also so like he's i think about 10 when he goes back, but he still has his adult mind. So it's not like he's a child, but he thinks like a child. No, he's very cognizant of like where, you know, that he came from the future and he's like in his child's body. Okay. This is erased, right? Yes. It's really good. We'll consider. All right. So I think, I think I have one more example. Um, I've talked about this anime before um, and it's Blood of Wars. Oh yes, Blood yes. of Wars. So if you if you've ever seen Blood of Wars, um, and if you haven't, I'm about to tell you like the basic plot of it. So um, Miryu and his friends, um, basically what they're what happens is that they're robbing a bank. Fools. Some shit goes wrong, and they're trying to escape, and they get sent to jail, but. Granted, they're guilty of robbing the bank, but what they get sent to jail for is the murder of like 13 people. The murder, not theirs. The bank robbing, theirs. And basically the reason why they get framed for the murder is that there's like this facility and there are these monsters and they're trying to figure out ways to defeat the monsters. So they send um, Miryu and his friends who are um, Blood of Wars, which are basically vampires in this in this world there because they can actually um, fight for some period of time against these creatures. But it's kind of fucked up. Like, he's like, all we did was rob a bank. I'm going to get, like, a slap on the wrist because I'm only 16. You're going to send me home. You're going to be mad about it. But what the hell are you going to do? And they're like, oh, no, bitch. You thought. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, there are 13 dead people in that bank. <laughs> And y'all were in there robbing it. So guess what? We know you did it. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't kill anybody. They're like, I feel yeah, like right. his, I didn't finish Blood of Wars, but I felt like his dad set him up. That was, that was, uh, yeah. Cause you know, there was like that whole thing with his dad and his mom. And yeah. You be feeling, you be feeling stuff. I need you to stop feeling stuff. Cause you be feeling too much stuff. Okay. I just, mm. you be feeling, you be feeling stuff. You know, that's what I do. I feel things. Yeah, you feel things and you and you snatch edges. So how about you not snatch your own and just watch the end of the show? I know. I, that's another one that I got to go back and finish. That and uh, Blue Exorcist Season 2, which was getting real spicy. Got to go back and finish that. Okay, sidebar. Okay, I watched Season 1 of Blue Exorcist like a couple of months before um, the season started. I was right there ready for Season 2. And it felt like they pulled the rug right the fuck up under me. Because at the end of season one, everybody was there with Ren. They were like, yeah, you're our boy. You saw what you're saying, son. Like, we still rock with you. And then, like, I get to season two. And they're acting like none of that shit at the end of season one happened. Like, I did know, you? yeah. And yeah. that fucked me up. I'm like, how did you forget that he literally saved the world? Yeah. And now we're back to we don't fuck with you, my dude? Like, if, like, if. I had to stop. I was like, are they going to get this shit together? Yeah, you got to keep... I mean, I'm not done with it, but you have to keep watching. All righty. So even though we took a bit of a side trip, um, we will bring it back in. 
So this is when we're going to throw it out to you listeners. You know, hit us up on Twitter and let us know your favorite characters or not so favorite characters who were put in the position of being guilty until they proved themselves innocent. I think this time we will use the hashtag give us free. Ooh, I like that. Yes, give us free. (laughs) So use the hashtag give us free um, and let us know which characters you think caught a raw deal. So now it is time for a little segment that we are coming to love that is called Notice Me Senpai. And we want to thank you guys for all the questions that you send in. We really do live for them because you guys send in some amazing fucking questions. So let's see what the mailbag has for us today. So first, let's start off with a follow-up from a question from last episode. Y'all remember Donzel, (laughs) right? That was the guy who had the question about dating non-anime fans. So he sent in a bit of clarification. He wants us to know that he himself personally does not watch hentai. Okay. But the people but the people that he's been talking to kind of lump hentai and non hentai anime all into the same bucket. Well, because they're stupid. And also yeah. for the rest of you lot, I mean if you actually do watch hentai, that's okay too. Like, exactly. Like so there's nothing thing. wrong with hentai. No, there isn't, right. but what my thing is like if you're gonna judge somebody, judge them correctly. And I feel like you're dumb if you don't know the difference between anime and hentai because look really? there's a shirt that i want that says anime in the in the streets and hentai in the, sh- hentai sheets. In the sheets you know what that should be a team shirt because i can dig it you know so i'm i'm here if you like your shit a little a little spicy and side note i mean i might be telling too much about my business but i have clicked on something and i thought it was anime it was not because some of these shits really be having fire plot points and then for real no they really do i'm not even gonna lie i'm like i will go right there because i have issues with like cleanliness and people sound like they are enjoying themselves but that's another story for another day I'm like, but some of them have like really good plots. As long as there are no tentacles, I'm okay. Yeah, like I'm. I, I, it was a purely accidental, and I was just like, okay, this got a little action, fighting, a little fantasy. And then I was like, oh, hmm, just. Then we got down to the sex. Listen, it got a little spicy, and I was like, oh, this is not. This is not what I thought it was. <laughs> there was no fading to black on this one. No, 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 no. So, you know, and it wasn't like in Parasite when my man got the draws in Parasite. If you've seen Parasite, you know what I'm talking about. Man them, <laughs> man got them draws in Parasite and it wasn't like that. It was like, woo, that's a titty. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Kind of like with Ninja Scroll where it's just like the titties were out very early. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so if you watch hentai, that is your thing. I'm not mad at you. But if you are going to hate on somebody for watching Japanese animation, at least get the genre right, the category correct. Anime and hentai are not the same thing. Thank you so much. Alrighty. So we have a few new questions this week. So the first one is going to come from Jamal, and we got it via email. And he says, hey, ladies, love the show. And since I've been listening, I feel like I've gained three sisters to keep my anime game proper. Oh, I love you too. That's very nice. (laughs) That being said, I have a question. One of my favorite things I like to see in anime is beautiful shots of a city. Some of my faves, like Tokyo Ghoul and Psychopaths, have these gorgeous backdrops of the city that I love, but they are just there for visuals. 
Oh, and you watch any Makoto Shinkai movie, and I promise you'll contemplate tears of joy over a simple sh- simple shot of a sky- skyscraper and some sunlight. That being said, do you all know of any anime that specifically focus on the city it takes place in? Like, sure, there's character and plot, but in some way, the show is more about the setting as opposed to other factors. I came across a couple of shows, but they weren't that good, so I figured I'd ask for your expertise. Love to hear feedback and keep up the good work. P.S. Continue the Dragon Ball Z shaming, because it took you all to make me realize that gateway doesn't always mean good. Good job. Amen. Hallelujah, holla back. You know what? Each one teach one. Take that message and pass it along. Um, I'm trying to think. So mine is not really about a city per se, but just the scenery in general. And I thought I had one, but I actually have two. So my first one is, it's not a show, it's a movie. It's, you know, I stand for this, Princess Mononoke, just because Squad. the scenery in that is just amazing and how it's incorporated with the plot point of the movie is really good. Um, And also I talked about this last one, which was The Dragon Dentist. Um, I guess you could call that a series because it did have like two episodes. They were just 45 minutes long each. Um, But that one also, like it uses, the scenery is the dragon mostly. But how these people come to live on the dragon and like how the dragon is like this ecosystem for them, if that makes sense, um, I thought was really beautiful and really like well done. So those are my two examples. Okay, I will, I'll run up next. Um, So again, I didn't have cities, but when you talked about how the scenery plays a part, I immediately thought of wolf children. And if you haven't seen it, what are you doing, clearly? But the the first part of the movie is set in a city and you get like these really pretty shots of just like people milling back and forth of like ramen shops and things like that. And the city definitely has, feels like it becomes its own character. But when in the second and third act, when the family moves to the mountains, there's like a 30 minute part of the movie where they are essentially like starting a new life in the mountains they're uh, revamping this house like they are trying to till the soil and things like that and just the movement of every part um, and then it moves on further Uh, one of the kids ends up in the mountains because he's a little nigga and he doesn't have any he doesn't know how to mind his own business so he ends up you know out in the wilderness and that becomes its own character Um, And also, conversely, if you've seen um, Howl's Moving Castle, beautifully shot. Every single, like, stationary scene, you could tell how much um, care was put into all of the pieces being there. So whether the scene is in his house, like his moving castle, or um, watching the fields that he's moving through, or, like, the castle that is in, like, one of the scenes... um, Every single part, that scenery, it feels almost like alive, like it is also a character in the show. But I think Miyazaki just, he's not human like the rest of us. (laughs) Um, The kind of work that he puts into the creation of like scenery and backdrop is, when you talk about so beautiful, it makes you want to cry. I think of Miyazaki when I think of like shit like that. Alrighty, um, I'm going to take a smooth pass on this one. 
um, because I don't think <laughs> no, because I don't think I can actually top what you guys have. And oh, sorry, I, hey, it we happens. all have our days. <laughs> so um, we'll move on to the next question. This one comes from Tara um, via email. She says, hello, first, I love, love, love this podcast, but you already know how awesome you all are. Thank you, sweetie. We love we you. We do. Too. Thank my hair. you. It's Much short, love. But I'm, just imagine me flipping it like Beyonce. <laughs> Seriously, thanks for holding it down for Black women who love anime. After the podcast about anime moms, I thought about kids in anime. Sweet baby Jesus, why would you do that to yourself? Of course, we have the chosen one trope with kids like Naruto with demonic or special powers, kids that kick ass like Gone from Hunter x Hunter, and cute genius, cute geniuses like the kid um, Conan Edagawa from um, Detective Conan. So here's my question. If each of you had to permanently adopt a kid from any anime, who would it be and why? Assume they, that they will retain their powers, wealth, pets, etc., I'm thinking of Kid as anyone under 13. I think teens would be too easy since many anime protagonists are teens. Very interested in hearing your responses. Hmm. So adopting an anime child under the age of 13. Oh, I have one, but I need to look her name up really quickly. Hold, please. Handle that. Visit visit good sister Google. Visit her. Okay, you made it hard when you said no teens, because like I had a bunch of teens and I was like, we would it would be such a great squad to have these kids in my family. Yeah, Um, but we we need we need kids. Okay, I think I have I think I have one. Okay, I Um, I think I have one, too. But you go first, Diva. I'm going to go first. Okay, so um, I am going to go with um, Chibiusa from Sailor Moon, not because it's the easy choice, but because like that kid, she's cute. When she's not being a brat, which pretty much makes her any kid. <laughs> and she doesn't really have any power, so to speak, um, when you first meet her. And I think that's part of the that's part of her issue is that like her mom is so powerful and her dad is so influential. And she doesn't grow. Like I think when you meet her, like she's nine hundred years old, I think. But she has like the body of maybe like a seven, eight year old. Like she's not maturing at a at a um appropriate rate. So, and she doesn't really have any powers to speak of. Um, so she needs kind of like a confidence boost because a lot of what she does is like bravado because she's really kind of scared and nervous. So I think it would be nice, you know, just to like give her like those pats on the back she needs and like those extra hugs because she does a lot of outlandish things just because she's looking for attention. Can relate. Can can relate. 10 out of 10. Okay, so I found the one that I'm looking for. Um, she doesn't necessarily have any powers but i just thought she was really cute when i watched the anime um and that is kuharu from kuromokuru um she's yukina's sister but she's just so cute and like just like loves her big sister so much and she's always like bitch feed me like i need you to come home to cook dinner because mom is a workaholic and uncle can't cook so i need you to cook for me and she also like really looks up to kenosuke um which is nice because everybody kind of sides eye him and automatically she's like no you're like the coolest thing ever you're a set like you're the shit um and she just looks up to him like a big brother kind of and i just 
really loved her innocence and enthusiasm in the show. And she's young. She's and she's only in third grade. So since we're doing young and innocent kind of situations, um, I'm going to go with um, Alphonse Elric from Full Metal Alchemist. Bitch! Now, I don't know. What, right. Oh, I don't know what one. version it is. Like, I don't know if we do the version where he's, his soul is bonded into metal armor or once he gets a body back. Honestly, I'll take the kid in both forms because he's sweet. Um, if he is in the giant metal armor, like I now have a built-in bodyguard child. If he is in his human form, he's perfect. Um, he's a sweet kid. He's really smart, um, much more level-headed than his annoying brother. And he has a kind of openness that I really appreciate in children that sometimes can be squeezed out of them or beaten out of them if we're, if we're like not careful. Um, Alphonse is easily one of my favorite kids in anime, like period. Um, he, and his alchemy skills are like incredible, but he doesn't have the chosen one syndrome that like, like, you know, that you pose in the question that like maybe if you went like Naruto or Sasuke or, um, or his own brother, because you know, remember his brother is like the right. youngest alchemist. Yeah. His brother is, but and I can understand, like, his brother had some, like, very unique challenges. I mean, his brother was fucking annoying, but, like, his brother was, like, a teenager. And teenagers are goddamn annoying. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, speaking as an insufferable teenager at one point. But Alphonse has, like, all of the, like, the fun and the sass of his older brother, but with, like, none of the sting. So, yeah, Alphonse Elric, either in the armor or without the armor, I would like to invite him into my home. Okay, I just realized um, that I have one more, and I just realized, <laughs> um, and it is Kana from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. So um, Kana is this cute little dragon, um, but while she's on Earth, she takes the form of a girl. She might be in like second or third grade. Um, she's living with a human woman um, whose name is Kobayashi and another dragon by the name of Toru, who is the maid in the house. And Toru's like her big sister and she thinks of Kobayashi kind of like a surrogate mom because her actually her actual dragon parents in like their own dimension, they're kind of cold and they're like, you know, figure this shit out. Like you're a big girl now and she's kind of not because the form she takes is the form of a child when she like becomes a human. She takes a child's form. And it's so cute. Like she goes to school and like she works very hard on her homework and she's trying to make friends and she's doing like sports day and she comes home and she's like, Kobayashi, Kobayashi. And it's the cutest thing ever. It's like every time I hear it, like my allergies act up because all she's looking for is like that parental approval that she didn't get from her actual parents. Oh, poor baby. Like, she's she's so cute. So if you haven't seen Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, um, the season is over. I think it's the smooth, maybe 12 episodes, maybe 13. It's so cute. Okay, I stop now. I stop. You love a cutesy <laughs> show. I do love a cutesy kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love uh, cutesy kids. Fucking sue me. I don't care. All right. So we have one last question. And it is from um, Cult Chocolate on Twitter. And this is a non-anime related question. So it says, hey, ladies, I want to lose weight like a lot and wanted some tips. I have been big my whole life and never really had a problem with it. 
Despite being big, I was never bullied for it. I was actually pretty popular amongst my class and people just overlooked my weight, but I can no longer overlook it. I am extremely self-conscious and hate crowds, so gyms are terrible for me. I noticed that y'all talk about y'all workouts and dieting on Twitter. I wanted to ask when did y'all decide to lose weight and was it because of other people's projections? I also wanted to ask for tips, words of encouragement, and just general advice. This question is directed more so at Diva and Chopay, but Tam can Tam can chime in as well. Thank you, ladies. Oh, of the show. Thanks. Thanks, you know, chocolate. I, t- I told you. I thanks. told you. Unbunch the knickers. I'm, I'm sensitive. Bunch so. the knickers. Tam, we're here for the wigs. We're here for the wigs and the looks. The wigs. <sighs> she does she does be serving looks. Bay is very good at that. Um, I'll I'll go first. Why not? Um so um my thing if you follow me on Twitter is I CrossFit. Um I tend to CrossFit early in the morning so there aren't a lot of people around. But I think my motivation was I was uncomfortable. Like it was becoming physically uncomfortable for me at the size that I was at. Like my knees were starting to hurt. Like going up the stairs was becoming an issue. And it came down to like pure vanity because I had a friend in college who told me to my face, he's like, you're not going to like put real effort into losing weight until you're no longer attracting the type of men that you're accustomed to attracting. And this was your friend. Yeah, this was my you friend. Didn't kill him. Yeah, it was. It was a him, and he was like, and I was like, because I was complaining about my weight for a while, and he was like, until like he's like me, until you get to the point where you're not attracting the people that you want to attract, you're not going to do anything. And I hate that he was actually kind of right because like once I got to the point that my knees were always bothering me, then I realized that like the guys that I thought were attractive didn't think that I was attractive, and that's a really shallow fuck ass reason. But I'm not going to lie and say it wasn't vanity that paid a big part into why I chose to start crossfitting and kind of eating cleaner. So, you know, fewer processed foods, more whole foods, cooking more instead of like eating out or like buying convenience food. It was just like small changes over time that kind of helped me get to where I am now. I started losing weight in 08, 08 or 09. That's when I started. I had gastric bypass surgery. Um, and it wasn't a decision that I took lightly. It requires a lot of maintenance. So like, I know that this is like a safe loving space, but don't fucking tweet me about how I took like the easy way out because I'm in the gym five days a week at four 30 in the morning. Um, there is a lot of work that goes into maintaining a 120 or so pound weight loss. Um, for me, it was about projections of other people. I was just like really sad. Um, that's why I lost weight, but as far as the, like, let's say between September and now I have lost like a couple of inches and maybe like two dress sizes, two or three. Um, but that was, it was more just like a mind thing. I was curious to see how much more my body could do, um, and just being consistent and feeling good about myself. So, um, I mostly weight train. I don't do CrossFit. Like I know Diva loves CrossFit. But honest to God, CrossFit is a mad ting. Like, it's bad mind CrossFit. Whoa, whoa, I've been attacked. I'm not attacking you specifically. So, James, speaking to you, the person who asked the question, if you have been sedentary most of your life like I was, 
Um, CrossFit may not be the right move for you because in my opinion, it's mostly for people who had been maybe active before at one point in their life and their bodies are used to it. Like they were athletes, they were very sporty when they were younger and they're just, or they've been sporty their whole lives and they go back to it. That was not me. Um, I started walking, I started using the treadmill. Now, like Tam and I go to boot camp classes and I don't die during them, but it takes a lot of energy. Um, if you're afraid of crowds, I would greatly suggest YouTube workouts. Tam put me onto some of my faves. Millionaire Hoy is my ride or die as far as YouTube workouts go. Um, he is working out right there with you. And just like your body is tired, just like you burning, he's burning. There have been actual workouts where he and I scream at the same time because like, <laughs> like, like our fucking legs are both about to give out, okay? Doing these weighted squats and shit. Um, so that is something to consider. And like Diva said about like eating clean, I just feel better when I eat a certain way. Um, I don't feel as tired. I feel less lethargic. Um, so if you want to hit me up about any of that, you can hit me up personally. Anyone can. I don't yeah. feel like ashamed of it. But like I, I enjoy working out. It makes me feel good. I like being stronger. And also like we can all pretend like vanity is like a huge thing. Like people are nicer to you when you're thinner. They think you're smarter. They think all of these good things about you that were the same no matter what. And it's fucked up and it's shitty and it shouldn't be that way. But also like social capital is very real and it's like very valuable. Uh, so uh, that's what I do. But I do mostly weight training. I don't do as much cardio as I should. I basically do just enough cardio to not be the slowest person in the zombie apocalypse. That's where I stand currently. Um, but I am strong enough to, you know, fight off a zombie probably. Hey, so I'm going to go now. You know, little Stop old Tam. <laughs> really? You, you're you're going you're gonna to um, make him feel JK. bad and that's not what we're doing here. Good. Good. I'm not trying to make him feel bad. I'm here to support everyone's efforts. You know, it's just... Include me more next Please. time when you write a letter. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you so much. Um, no, but uh, honestly speaking, so I have, I guess, an interesting story. So 2012 to 2013, I lost 80 pounds, 85 pounds. Um, but then I moved and life be life. And so I've actually put back on about like maybe 70 pounds. So I'm actually like working to lose weight again. Um, initially, when I had first started my weight loss journey, uh, my motivation was kind of similar to Divas in that I just did not feel good. Like my knees also started, I have also have flat feet and I'm short, I'm 5'3". So having excess weight is not good for flat feet. I don't wear it and I don't wear like insoles or our supports because I'm annoying and that's too much like right right like why so I you know my feet started hurting me more when I was standing for long periods of time my knees were starting to hurt my back my lower back especially was starting to hurt and um I actually lost my first 50 pounds um so this again this is back in like 2012 working out at home I didn't join a gym um, and so I got really into YouTube workouts. Um, my first YouTube workout channel that I got into was body rock TV because they do really, they, they're, I like high interval training hit, um, because 
I don't mind cardio, but if I'm going to do cardio by myself, I like it to be short and to the point. The only time I really like cardio is if I'm at a class. Um, so I started with Body Rock TV. I invested in weights that I got from Target. I have a kettlebell. I have a lot of workout DVDs. Like I like Jillian Michaels. I have P90X. I have Insanity. I have Turbo Fire. Um, so I'm a big workout at home person. I like the gym too. Like, so I later joined the gym because I wanted to do more weightlifting. Um, so that's why I joined a gym. I'm also a member of a gym now. And when I can, I try to go before work to avoid the crowds, not because I necessarily don't like to really be around people, but I don't feel like waiting for equipment. I want to use shit when I want to use shit. Um, so that's the thing. So if like, you don't want to work out at home, I would suggest figuring out going to the gym at the least crowded times, which is usually early in the morning or later in the evening, like nine o'clock, eight o'clock. Those are probably the best times for you to go to the gym. If you don't want to be around a lot of people, um, eating well is a huge part of losing weight because you cannot outwork a bad diet. So like, yeah, it's good to work out like for health, you know, your heart health and stuff like that. But if you want to see results, you really have to change up your diet. And that takes a lot of discipline. I know a big reason that I put back on weight is because I drink. People are nicer to you when you lose weight. They, it's like they respect you more because they're like, oh wow, like you did such like a great thing. Look at you. But I think what it boils down to is like, one, be prepared for when you do start to lose weight, um, how people talk to you and try not to internalize it because it's not a reflection of who you are as a person. It's just like people projecting what they think you are on you. And then also it's, you know, long-term, especially like having gained back weight, nobody tells you how hard it is to maintain weight loss. So you're going to have to work out. You're going to have to, like, it's not that you can't have cheat days. Do I eat peanut M&M's some days? I absolutely fucking do. Do I eat Cheetos some days? I, sh- I sure do. I love Cheetos and I love spicy, sweet, chili Those are Doritos, so you know, good, the purple bag. They shouldn't yes. be that good. Those are my, yo, why are they so good? <laughs> I don't know. But the shit is the shit is fire and I love it. And do I have it every once in a while? I do. And if you want specific, like if you are, you know, intent on like not going to the gym and you want links to, um, YouTube workouts, I am subscribed to a bunch and I would be more than happy to share those with you. So hopefully that was helpful. If you're, if you're feeling away and you want to talk, you know, offline, you can always hit a, hit any of us up, you know, like hop in the DMS. If this is not a conversation you want to have on the public timeline. Oh, we got you. We got you. Your fam, we got you. I'm just going to add something to what Tam said that like a lot of weight loss is psychological. Like you have to understand that you're going to be rewiring your entire brain. Like the shit you used to do, you won't do anymore. Like the things that you never thought you would do, you're going to be doing them now. And you have to be nice to yourself. Like you can't hate yourself into a version of yourself that you're going to love. So you want to lose weight, like Tam said, like, so that she can feel better. So her knees don't hurt so much. She can't, no person can shame themselves into weight loss. And 
I mean, I take that back. You can, but it's not sustainable. So that is our last question for Notice Me Senpai. If you, our dear lovely listeners, have any questions for us, anime or non-anime related, um, you can hit us up on the timeline using the hashtag Notice Me Senpai, or you can email us, um, and the email address is outlawbars at bambros.com. So now it's time for... So I'm going to keep this quick because I know that nobody really cares about the anime news right now. We want to get down to the get down, so I'll make it quick. There is a new anime convention coming to New York City called Anime NYC. It is, um, uh, let me see, um, it is co-sponsored by Crunchyroll. And um, this year they are going to have Sailor Moon Day. Viz Media will be there. And what's nifty about this is that all 10 English voice actors, which means all the senshi plus Tuxedo Kamen, will be assembled there. So if you're going to be in the New York City area, it's at the beginning of November and able to snag a ticket. I'm going to, and you're a Sailor Moon fan, I'm going to strongly advise that you do so because you're really going to want to be in the room where it happens. Number two, if you are an aspiring animator or background artist, Hayao Miyazaki is looking for people to help with his final film. This is not a game. This is not a joke. This is real. Uh, Miyazaki Studio Ghibli are looking for a handful of animators and background artists to work as contract employees at their Tokyo location. The contract lasts for a period of three years beginning October 1st of this year. It offers wages of about 1800 US dollars per month, as well as two annual bonuses, local transportation expenses, an insurance package, and paid vacation time. Um, you have to be at least 18. Um, you have until July 20th to submit your application um, at the Studio Ghibli website. There are no restrictions with regard to gender or nationality. However, you do need to speak proficient enough Japanese to meet the needs of production. So if you are fluent in Japanese, don't mind making your way out there and think you want to work for Hayao Miyazaki. Give it a try. The worst they can tell you is no. Sounds like a fucking dream. <laughs> Listen, what you need to do is if you don't speak Japanese, you better download some motherfucking Duolingo. Because Hello. Duolingo has added Japanese to their roster. Get your learner. Get into it. Get your okay. learner. <laughs> and I will say, if you are consistent with um, Duolingo, it really is helpful because I used it last year when I was going to Rio for the Olympics to kind of learn Portuguese. And granted, I do speak spanish proficiently so that also helped but it is really really helpful but again you have to be consistent with this don't sleep on duolingo because it's free and it works it works if you work it 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 will work for you um and our last bit of anime news is um news of a live action movie that i don't think we need um so um Japan's Toei Animation has teamed up with Hong Kong-based A Really Good Film Company to produce an English-language live-action movie based on the mythology martial arts epic Saint Seiya. I don't even know what that is. Listen, just Google her in in your free time. Um, As someone who has seen Saint Seiya, I will say I don't need them to do this. It can stay purely animated and I will be just fine. Um, 
I don't trust you people. I don't believe in you people. I don't care who you, I, I don't, I don't want it. I just don't. But nonetheless, let's stop that anime news and get to the stuff that I know you guys want to talk about. So, the um, shit that matters. Nothing else matters except for Attack on Titan. Where Attack fuck your feelings the is the motto of the day. Yeah. So fucking stressed, yes. guys. Okay. Yes. So I think the last time, uh, last time we spoke, I believe that what was it? Um, Reiner and Bertolt just revealed themselves to be Titans. Was that the last time we talked? Casually. Yeah. Yes. So they were just like, oh, yeah, because Aaron was Aaron was being a dumb bitch. <laughs> How was that different than any other time? Girl, okay, so, like, okay, I mean, if you, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut off the recap, but, bitch, can we talk about the fight? Because that fight- It hurt my chest. Not even that it hurt my chest, it is probably one of the best anime fight scenes I have seen in a long fucking time. It was, it was a lot, guys. That shit was so fire. I was like, the moment, the thing is, like, the moment when Reiner realized that Aaron was hitting him with Annie's moves- Bitch, when he when he tackled him and bodied him, I was like, "Did you just pull a suplex?" Got him. Like, woo. Yes. I I yelled at my TV. I said, "Oh, bitch!" But see, I could <laughs> I couldn't even focus on the fight properly because what I remember hearing and what Mikasa heard and what Aaron ignored was Armin saying something along these lines. Hey, yo, bitch! They're here to kidnap you. <laughs> oh yeah. Bring he, your he, ass Aaron, back. He just- He's impulsive. He's Aaron is an Aries, clearly. Whoa, um, whoa! Once again, I feel attacked. No, it's not an attack. It's the truth because, as an Aries rising, oh, same. impulsivity. Fuck. Yeah, impulsivity <laughs> is the middle name, and it's like, yeah, I might get my ass whoops, but goddamn, I'm gonna give you the best 45 seconds of fight I have in me. So Aaron is very much, I I know y'all told me I'm weak, but maybe this one time I could prove y'all wrong. I'm gonna go with Aaron as a Aries. Um, but yeah, he he just, he don't listen. He, he don't listen. Because he don't Armin listen. clearly said, get your ass back. But do you realize that he didn't listen from the very jump, though? Oh, like, fuck. Hey, Aaron actually is an Aries. God damn it. Oh. Yeah. Well, his birthday is March 30th. Yes. yes. Yo, oh, fuck. Look at that. Look Fucking at it me. up for me. Like, my dude, what the fuck are you doing? They don't, don't call listen, me Bruja though. Bantan for nothing. Hey, like, wink, Aaron, wink. Talk, fuck, a, fuck a little baby that's going to listen, because that's not Aaron. Okay, like... They told your motherfucking ass. It's like, look, these guys, we think that they're Titans. So if you could please find a way to get them underground so that we could subdue them. What does he do? He saunters his old little dumbass up there having like an open chat and shit. And then I guess like Reiner is just fed up. He's like, hey, my guy, we're actually the Titans. So if you could please just come with us. Even then, he doesn't like he doesn't even have the finesse. Like people really chat shit about Armin. But I feel like Armin could have played it off and been like, <laughs> oh, Reiner, you're so hilarious. Let's go get you some, you know, rations or some shit. Because obviously you talking crazy, my nigga. No. And what happens? You get into a motherfucking fight and then you got to start putting people in the stone cold stunner, you know, fucking chokehold and shit. Yo, that shit was so wild. That fight was just, woo! 
I thought we were about... gonna lose Mikasa. That hurt me though. Like she she yeah. got a little too close a couple of times. This past week's episode was good, like that it gave you, you know, some backstory on them growing up but like that end scene with them in the trees and he woke up and but Aaron don't have no arms and I was just like oh okay but remember remember they're titans so as that steam is wafting off of them they're regenerating but Emir is just there cross leg like a fancy bitch with no with no with nothing below the kneecaps (laughs) like her shit was cut off at the at the shin and she was still sitting there very elegantly (laughs) just like Basically, she's like, she's like, oh, you're awake. Calm your tits. Cool. They're right up there. <laughs> it shouldn't have been funny, but I'm just like, Amir, sis, you still don't have any legs? Okay. <laughs> she I had one. She serious, had one. <laughs> this is a very serious situation, but you just, you're just gracefully perched, you know, here in the goddamn trees. All right. Listen. Although I have a question. Mm-hmm. So can Titans, can they fuck around at night or not? Because they got fucking ambushed at night. Because these people are like, we got to catch the Titans, you know, because the Titans are asleep in the nighttime okay, or some bullshit. So is it real or is it not real? Okay, so here's the thing. Like, for many a year, Titans didn't make night moves. So they are under True. the assumption that Titans don't move at night. But apparently there is a flaw in that logic because they clearly got their asses handed to them at night. At night. So when you figure you have the beast titan who seems to be able to somewhat control lesser titans, that there's that there's some other things, you know, at play with regard to the titans moving at night. Perhaps they just didn't move because they didn't need to, or there was like no reason to at the time, but they they can they can clearly be active at night. I'm like shit, those mo- those, those motherfuckers can be active <laughs> at night. Hello, like they came, like they were like Drake, good weed and white wine. Those niggas oh, came man. alive in the nighttime, and I was oh, stressed oh, out. Okay, yeah. So I hope that they don't encounter any nighttime nocturnal titans, or else the whole shit is fucked up. Yeah, but I mean, remember in that preview, still the preview fucked up right now. But in that <laughs> preview, true. you see the beast titan again. So there's a fuck possible- that guy. Fuck him. Though. First of all, fuck he can fucking talk. <laughs> But yeah, the the flashbacks in the most recent episode fucked with me for this reason. You have Mikasa and Armin. You can tell from the time they were young, 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 dealing with Aaron's squeeze first, ask questions last bullshit. Shenanigans. Pure shenanigans. And he leaves them to clean up their mess because in that fight that you see in, in the marketplace, like... What was it? The military, the the police guard guy comes and he's like, yo, I'm like an Aaron hauls ass after the dudes and leaves Mikasa and Aaron to get caught. Just I was like, like a nigga. I was like, starter. she just saved your ass. And the first thing you do is haul ass and leave her there. Because you, pressed. you repay her. Because pressed and he needs to prove a point, Aries. Mm hmm. Aries could learn some lessons from Aaron. That's all I'm saying. Is this what we gonna do? Is so this real? Okay. So all of us is I'm that. Just, I'm okay. just saying. Okay. What's Armin? Is Armin a Libra? Because he look like he got the logic and he be seeing both sides of shit. That's all I'm saying. If, I'm like, if, that's, if that's it, then that's probably why I like Armin so much. Because Libra bays are probably my fave bays. Gotta uh, see both sides. November 3rd. Gotta... No, he's a Scorpio. Whoa. Who could have thought? I yeah. wouldn't think that. Interesting. Close enough, though. 
Yeah, and Mikasa is February 10th. That's Aquarius, yeah. Oh, that actually makes a lot of sense because all the Aquarians I know are murderous as fuck. (laughs) They do not play that shit. They don't really like anyone, but if they do like you, they will definitely shed blood Ride or die. Ah, that's Mikasa to a T. Yes, those are Aquarians. They don't like anybody. They tolerate every, like, they barely tolerate people. But once you're, like, part of their family, they will snap off someone's, like, they'll snatch a spine out for you. At the end of, was it the most recent episode, we have Reiner about to tell Aaron something. He looked like he was about to spill tea. He, they look like they were tired. Like, the, you know what? Maybe we made the wrong decision to snatch up this little nigga. We've been living with so. these people for, like, I feel like they were about to crack um, or they were going to fight so. with each other. I, I think they, like, Reiner was about to let him know, like, this is why we're doing this shit. I'm about to spill the tea. And so you can either get with the program or you can get fucking lost. I was like, because this is the best time if they're going to, if they're going to have to kill Aaron, this is the best time to do it because one, there's no Mikasa there to defend him. Two, what was it? He's in a state where he can't even defend himself. He's exhausted and he's missing part of his arm. He can't defend himself. So you tell Aaron the story, you give him the rundown real quick. And if he's with it, you know, you let him heal. And if he's not, you kill him. Take him out. Just saying, logically, that's how it's going to have to be. I hope he's, I hope Aaron is smart enough to at least pretend like he can be on their side before he gets fucking murdered out there in yeah, the tree. Yeah, he will not. Listen. What was it? He but here's, here's the thing that was most significant to me in these most recent episodes. We already know that Levi is incapacitated, cannot fight right now. And they went out of their way to give Mikasa a fucking concussion. So this heifer can't fight right now. And when she wakes up and she's like, where is Aaron? And Armin's like, yeah, um, about that. Um, <laughs> what had happened was. <laughs> and she's like, uh, God damn it, not again. Basically, damn she's it. like, what the fuck? She was like, and he's like, yeah, it's been five hours. She's like, five hours? Is anybody looking? He was like, is anybody look, look around? Who the fuck's going to go look for somebody? We're all hurt. We're all hurt. Like, sis, you were just in a like, concussion, please. Because because remember she said when Annie snatched him the first before, he was like it took me and Levi to get him back. Let's marinate on this. Annie snatched Aaron, and it took Earth's mightiest soldier Levi and the girl who's worth a hundred soldiers Mikasa working together to get Aaron back. But the rest of you losers think you're going to be able to get him back. They don't have the rain. It's going to get real interesting the next two episodes, I feel. Because we only, because that was what, episode eight? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was episode eight. So we only have four more episodes. Okay, you know what? This goes, this, this goes out to the studio that is producing Attack on Titan. I'm going to let y'all take the summer off. I want to see some shit in the fall or the winter or we going to have some fucking problems. Y'all have four damn years. There's no reason for you to give me 12 episodes and then talk about, I'm going to see you next year. Run me my shit. I can appreciate it. Don't do, don't, don't have me out here. And also would like to take this time for the people who do Seraph of the End. Please give me season two. Please, Thank you so much. Please. We are begging you. Okay. The same way we begged you about Attack on Titan. It is breaking my heart to be like, yo, I fucking love Attack on Titan. I can't wait to big up it. 
uh, Shopee, what else do you like to watch? Fucking Seraph at the end. And then I go back to my closet and cry a little bit because the shit feels like it's never fucking coming back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now we get down to my favorite segment, The Capo's Corner, where our recommendation Capo Shopee tells us what we should be watching when we're not crying about Attack on Titan. (laughs) real (laughs) hey friends um and enemies maybe if you're listening i'm not sure so i decided to do a departure um it's still gonna be anime but i found this randomly on amazon like on the low ski amazon has like some good like anime this one is called grimoire of zero it's if you have amazon prime You're going to need Anime Strike to watch this. This is very specific. I'm sorry. Um, I wish there was another option. But it is subtitled for all of you who think that I'm some sort of uncultured swine because I prefer dub. Um, Essentially, the premise of this, they cue you up by letting you know that you have like, this is like magical times and you got witches and shit. So, of course, this is a witches against humans kind of... um, conflict that is going on around the time of like the church and things like that so you have them burning witches at the stake accusing them for plagues and stuff like that which of course is not their fault in this movie your main character is an outcast he is a half beast they called him beast fallen and he looks like a like he looks like tony the tiger but more murderous um he's enormous and he's half like tiger half like person Um, but he's all fur. So he's not like a centaur where he has like any humanoid features and he was born to a human woman. Um, and the issue is that because of his breed, because he's a beast fallen, witches want to kill him. (laughs) They essentially want his head as a sacrifice to advance their powers and shit like that. So he's rejected by humans. He is hunted by witches. He ends up becoming a mercenary. So he's like, you know, he's very strong. He has a dope sword. In the very first episode, he basically stumbles upon this this girl in the forest who turns out to be a witch. And she's looking for a magical book that she wrote. And apparently this book in the wrong hands can be very dangerous for everyone. So that's like the entire premise. That's how they become friends. But what I like about the way they approach magic is they separate sorcery from magic. Sorcery is the work. Sorcery is the almost akin to like alchemy. It's the um, the incantations. It's the um, the ritual. It's the you know the the markings in the ground and things like that. That is sorcery. Magic is the actual spells. Magic is your actual energy. Magic basically condenses a lot of the work of sorcery to make things easier to accomplish. Um, and when you think about it, yes, they're not the same. Sorcery and magic are not the same. But watching the, um, watching how it unfolds on the, you know, in the series is very interesting. And it's fairly new. It just started on May 1st. And I think it is like unfolding like on a week by week basis. Because from what I can see, it only has seven episodes. Yeah, it's a weekly. It's So it's currently being simulcast. So that's why um, you only, there's only seven thus far. And the most recent one dropped, like they drop every Monday. 
So I'm really enjoying it. I think it's like really fascinating. I'm ex I'm excited to see like how what direction they go because the girl her name is Zero. Apparently witches are very like protective of their names, so they give aliases. So this little girl her name is Zero, and obviously I suspect she's a lot stronger than she lets on. So I want to know more about her. So if you have Anime Strike, you know hit it up. Let me know how you feel. I'm definitely gonna actually finish this series out. So I'll probably be tweeting it. Um on the timeline to update it. Um, so yeah, Grimoire of Zero, uh, Anime Strike. Um, it is subtitled, not dubbed. And if you don't like it, you know what to do. I actually have a recommendation this week. Um, <gasps> this was one that we have gotten recommended to us from Sheik Ba. Um, and he, or I'm assuming you're he, um, recommended Blame which is a movie on Netflix. And so I watched it. Did I watch it yesterday? I think I watched it yesterday. Um, it's good. So it's very sci-fi, cyberpunk, post-apocalyptic kind of thing. It was good. It's not like scary dark, but there is good action in it. Basically, it's about people who live. It looks like they live underground. It's kind of matrixy because it's like there's relationships between people and machines and there was a contagion and because people don't control the machines anymore these things called builders are just building this what is called the city out of control and there are these things called exterminators which kill people who don't have what's called the net terminal gene and the net terminal gene is essentially what can um control the builders from just stop building all kinds of foolishness um and so there are these people and they're like transhuman and so if you know like sci-fi or cyberpunk stuff so people who are transhuman in these genre films are usually like hybrids of people so they're like half human half cyborg that kind of stuff um these people are called electro fishers and they live together in this like really small community and these kids go out because always kids got to go out um, to find, look for some food and end up getting caught up by some exterminators. And on the way they meet this guy named Killy, who is a human that is looking for another human or humans with the net terminal gene. He's kind of a loner. And so it's just basically about him and how he kind of, not purposely, but kind of kind of wreaks havoc on their little village. Um, but anyway, if you like sci-fi, cyberpunk, techno crap, it's good. I felt like it was like a little longer than it needed to be. And the ending kind of pissed me off. But overall, it was enjoyable. And so I do recommend it. And it's on, like I said, it's on, ne it's on Netflix. So I believe that we have come to the end of this episode of Outlaw Bars. As always, thank everyone who joins us for Outlaw Views. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, um, if you're in your feelings, if you're out, you know if you're out of your feelings, um, you can hit us up um, at Outlaw Bars Pod on Twitter. You know you can email us if emails your jam if you have a longer um, longer tome to share, um, and that address is outlawbars at fanbros.com. If you want to chat with me about any old thing, whether it be CrossFit, why Sakura can suck the undercuff of my booty, um, you can find. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
I have been told I have been told that the undercuff of my booty is a very pleasant place, so I'm actually being nice to her. That's even just worse than people, what I originally just, thought. Ooh. Girl, just get, give the people your Twitter, please. Please. It's time to go. Okay, okay. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Deadly Diva. And ladies, where can the folks find you? Um, not like just regularly on the internet at Simply Chopay on Twitter. And you know you can find me, Bruja Bantan, on late tweets. So this is the end of our episode, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.